I just man, I just had I such good luck with these DH casing tires. The the risk like if I blow a tire on a stage, dude, it'll be, I'll be so frustrated. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only thing that sucks because about... Because of a failure of compound or something, you know? The only thing that sucks about running the DH casing on the Maxxis tires that I'm running now, it really... It feels weird on their bike. It... Look, there's... N- there's zero fold, dude. Like, you feel super, like... When you go to corner, like, your tire doesn't move, dude. It's just like... Feels like a dirt bike. Feels like a dirt bike tire, man. They're thick. You like them or no? I like them because they don't blow up. But I'm afraid to run like just XO or double down because I'm afraid they're going to blow up. So I just run the DH casing and I'm just hoping to just dial in suspension to just get used to DH casing tires. They're heavy. That's the downside is they're heavy. I mean, if I get a free tire, I'll run it. But other than that, DH casing from here on out. Welcome, everybody, to episode one of the Sandstone Cycles podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Martinez, joined here by my awesome co-host slash teammate, Townsend McKillop and Tyler Anderson. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm good. I'm good. Doing good, man. Yeah. So excited to finally be doing this. We've been wanting to do a podcast for a while now, so it's cool to finally start getting getting at it. But uh, So we're going to just go ahead and start off with introducing Sandstone Cycles. What is it? Um... Well, it's pretty simple. We're a three-man race team based out of Aztec, New Mexico. Most of you guys aren't going to know where Aztec, New Mexico is. So to give you an idea, we are just south of Durango, Colorado. Anybody who rides mountain bikes is going to know where Durango, Colorado is at. Home to the sickest single track, probably. Some of the sickest single track in the world. There is this incredible mountain bike talent that comes out of Durango, Colorado. And um, But anyway... We're from Aztec, so we're not incredible mountain bike talent. <laughs> oh, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> it seems to be a lot of XC. XC is yeah. pretty blown up around here. We got Howard yeah. Grouts. Um, I think he's a Olympian. Payson McAlvin, Todd Wells, Ned Seth Cuss. Yeah, so just some big names with cross country guys, man. And uh, but we'd love going up there riding. And uh, but we live about thirty minutes south of Durango. And um, let's see. Our primary discipline is enduro. That's pretty much what we dove into. It fits most of our riding um, riding styles, and we really enjoy it. 2017 was our first year racing mountain bikes, and we raced the Scott Enduro Cup. That was a four-round race series that went from Moab, Utah, Angel Fire, New Mexico, Sun Valley, Idaho, and the last round was in Park City, Utah. Seems like most of it was in the Southwest, huh? Dude, yeah. Six series. I... I loved it. I learned so much. I just... I would definitely check it out. Yeah. So Sandstone Cycle started, um, the three of us, we are all here from Mastic, and it just was convenient that we all happened to really get into mountain biking at, uh, at the same time. Tyler, you got into mountain biking a little bit before us, and uh, but and then you kind of... Um, I think the birth of one of your kids, you kind of took a little break there. Yeah. And then and then you really started getting back into it whenever me and Townsend started getting into it. And then it just grew from there. Um, there's not many trails to ride here in Aztec. So we would just always run into each other. And then 
once I think one of us started talking about racing, it was just kind of like we're all on board. So none of us were uh, fed with a silver spoon, and we absolutely have not won the lottery yet. So we created a race team, and that was the best way for us to support one another financially, um, just physically too, mentally. We uh, we really, I think, just help motivate each other and uh, teamwork, man. It, it's hard to do this by yourself. It's uh, it's really, an ex- honestly, for me, it's an expensive sport, and I can't do it without having help with um, even just getting to races and gear, exactly. bike setup, all that stuff is really... As a team, it's really fun to do all together. Exactly. Yep. I think uh, one of the more common questions we get is, is Sandstone Cycles a bike shop? The short answer is no. Um, but here's the deal. We are set up really nice to be a bike shop. Um, obviously, with us racing enduro, I know I'm in the habit of anytime we have a race weekend, I usually take my bike down to the frame, go through the whole thing, and then after the race weekend, I do the same thing. So bike maintenance is pretty easy for us. We have a great bike shop, and either at Tyler's house or at my house, and we have all the tools to do this. And uh, so it makes it convenient. And once in a while, yes, we do have individuals ask us, hey, man, do you guys work on bikes or whatever? And we try not to turn them down. We don't turn them down. We work on their bikes, and it's a little bit of extra money for our racing to help help fund our racing. That being said, we do have a local bike shop, and it's, they do a good job, and it's it's not they're more set up with customer service and stuff, so we're not our main goal and focus really is racing. We don't want to just be guys talking to you on a microphone. We want to put our money where our mouth is. We want to progress in the sport of enduro. We want to put in better results, and we just want to continue to make sure that we're taking the right steps in racing to be better. That's that's kind of the story on if we're a bike shop or not. Um, anyway, I just had to get that out there. We'll do a little work here and there. We can do everything. Suspension. Yeah, bleed brakes, all that yeah. stuff. Is So, yeah, anyway, we just want to get that out there. Uh, what else we do? We also like to be uh, really involved with local trail advocacy. Our local um, nonprofit is Aztec Trails and Open Space, everybody also known as ATOS is for short. We, we're pretty new. We're just kind of getting our feet wet with these guys, and um, we're not doing a very good job. <laughs> we're doing better than... We're doing... Okay, we're trying, okay? This is... We're learning kind of the hard way that trail maintenance is finicky. Um, we've already gotten a little bit of... A little bit of not much. I mean, just we cut down some trees, move some rocks and stuff, and we're learning, but we're trying. And I think that's the most important thing, you know, is like when you go out and you do trail work, make sure that you let everybody know because we are, um, people do get upset. So we're learning that, but the most important thing is that we are active and we are trying to keep our trails. And, and I think the main thing, the main reason why we're all involved is because we want to see the growth. Yeah. There's the maintaining part of what's already there. So we try to do these, you know, get involved with the maintaining part, put on days where we feed people, give them lunches, help feed the volunteers, and then just go to the local meetings every month. But the, the I think the, our main reason for being in, so involved is we want to see growth, you know. We want to see more trails. We have so much BLM in this area. We want to see a bicycle park. We want to see flow trails. We have just so much land and so much opportunity. We don't have super high country. 
like Durango. We absolutely don't. But man, we have we're we're high desert. We got some pretty good hills that can you easily, can make it two thousand two thousand feet a day easily. Yeah. I mean, it might take a little bit, but but they can home yeah. some really good bike parks and really good uh, flow trail. So anyway, that's something that it takes a lot of work, and we're taking baby steps there. Um, city gets involved, state gets involved, BLM gets involved. Um, you obviously have to have a, a a nonprofit or some kind of a trail organization that is going to kind of put their neck out there and say, we're going to take care of it or we'll build it or we'll design it or whatever. And so there's a lot of work that goes into it. And um, we're just trying, man. It just breaks our heart that we live in a tri-city area and there's just nowhere for kids to ride their bicycles or even up their skills on a bike. So we just want to see that, whether it be foam pits or wall rides or big jumps, anywhere from flow trails or uh, pump tracks to beginner lines, intermediate lines, pro lines. It has to happen. And uh, that's just what we want to see in there. Seems like a lot of kids get in trouble around here because there is nothing to ride. Absolutely, man. Yep. They're running around in the skate parks and it's not really allowed, I don't think. Yeah, I'd love to see a mentorship kind of develop over the next few years as this gets developed or yep. and whatever I think comes we, of it. I think a lot of kids like, I know a lot of kids that I know, they like to, I'm, a, I'm kind of an old, older uh my name's Rod. I like to party. <laughs> <laughs> I used to ride 20-inch bikes, you know, and yeah. a lot of the kids actually know who I am, so it's pretty cool. They they definitely... Uh, they would appreciate something like yeah, that, for sure. Yeah, they would. And I know a lot of them don't. Like I said, they're getting in trouble. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and just tackle the main question. Why am I sitting here yelling at you on a microphone? Why am I in your headphones and on your stereo? Why does Sandstone Cycles have a podcast? <laughs> We're just rapping here. Okay, here rapping. is why Sandstone Cycles has a podcast. We are new to mountain biking, and we want to... Okay, this year, 2017, was our first year racing mountain bikes. We learned so much this year, and next year, we're going to learn so much more. We didn't want to wait until we became some professionals to give you guys professional advice. We thought it would be a good idea to just say, hey, let's sit down, start talking about what we're doing wrong, all the things we're trying to learn and do right, and the people we're meeting. and the, We thought it would just be ben, more beneficial to just take you guys on the journey with us, if that makes sense. We felt like you there would be more in that, watching us screw up. And I know me personally, I love racing, all things racing. You guys, obviously, too. But I don't care if you're racing, if you're a jockey on a horse, if you're racing BMX bikes, mountain bikes, if you ride skateboards, if you race Nike's shoes. I don't care what you race. If you actually not even race, if you're in anything That's to be it. in it for the progression, yeah. To better yourself, I think that is just the sickest thing and I love anybody out there doing that. And I'm I'm going to tell you right now that I'm your biggest fan because there's just something cool about humans about just that competitive nature that we have that once you learn a skill, it's just I don't know, man. When you learn a skill and you know you're good at it, and you're progressing, like just run with it and don't listen to anybody. You gotta have the passion. You gotta have the, passion. Man. If you got passion, you're gonna progress. Yeah. And and anybody out there listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Anybody out there who has ever just clicked third and hit the top of some whoops on a 250F or a 450, like you just know that feeling of you're in love with something. And so don't ever stop doing that. And that's another reason why we want to do this podcast is to simply encourage people to get out and race their bikes because. 
it's not hard. It shouldn't be scary. You shouldn't be worried to go out and race enduro on your bike. And we hope that we can kind of send that message to you guys because trust me, we're all three of us are out there messing up huge. I, I know I've cramped. We blow tires. We crash during race stages. We, we eat bones. too big a breakfast. We break obviously, bones. yeah. We break bones. We rack up the doctor doctor bills. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anybody out there can look up our race times. We're not good. Um, I mean, we can all admit that. But we're not bad enough to where we're going to quit. Yep. And I think we're good enough to have something to offer too. Like we're we're on that level of progression where people can learn from us, but also we can learn from others too. And exactly. It might open minded, yeah. We're yep. open minded, but we I yeah, I think that we definitely have something to throw out there on the table. Exactly. So yeah, the main point of this podcast is just to get just to encourage, seriously encourage people who want to race bikes and they don't know the kind of drivetrain to get or do I need Eagle? Like do I need a 12-speed drivetrain to race enduro? Do I need the top rear shock? Do I need a Fox Coil X2 or whatever? Just listen to us. Listen to our podcast. We're really, we kind of are really, uh, me and Tyler have families, so we really try to pinch pennies. We're really uh, thoughtful with our money, and we try to be um, make the best financial decisions as possible for our families. And Townsend, actually, you do the same, man. Not just because you're single doesn't mean you don't, you're not careful with your money. All my money goes into biking, though. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> So we hope we can give people tips to start racing. You know that you can actually go out and um, you don't need the best of the best carbon everything to race mountain bikes and be competitive. You really don't, man. You just got to put in the work. You got to be dedicated. And for sure, you got to love it and have fun with it. Straight up, that's rule number one, man. If you ain't having fun with it, just get out. You're hurting yourself. Yeah. You'll, don't you'll be miserable. Don't go in it because your best friend's into it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Go do something else, man. Just ride your bike on the weekends. Yeah. You're better off doing that than trying to race enduro because you're just going to beat yourself up because it's not easy. That's where, I mean, we all started this because we loved it. Yep. We shared a common goal and common passion, I guess. <laughs> cool. So with that, um, giving you guys a little bit of background on sandstone cycles and what it is, um, as far as the um, future of sandstone cycles, we're still just kind of up in the air. We just want to keep running with it and keep doing the best we can, keep encouraging people to race. And uh, just keep getting after it, man. We love it. We love riding bikes. And uh, we'll see where the future holds for us. Keep the stoke. Keep the stoke. Keep the stoke. Keep the stoke, man. So what we're about. Cool. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and introduce ourselves. That way you guys are probably wondering who the heck we are talking. But uh, I'll go ahead and start since I'm already running my mouth. Uh, My name is Christopher Martinez. I'm 28 years old. Um, I'm married to my wife, Tawny, and we have a little baby boy that is 17 months old, and his name is Athen, A-T-H-E-N. He is just so much fun, and me and my wife are learning so much as new parents, raising this little kid, and uh, it's just a beautiful thing, man. Uh, so family is uh, what I'm most, probably what I'm most passionate about, and uh, just trying to keep them in the right direction, and uh, just stay grateful for things, and uh, just have fun, and but that, that, that's what I'm doing. I born and raised here in Aztec, New Mexico, and um, my day job I'm an electrician by trade. I work in the oil and gas industry. Where we live is known as the San Juan Basin. Home to about man, I want to say I've heard the number thrown around. Like, what do you think, Tyler? 20, 20 30,000? Yeah, twenty to twenty-five thousand. 
crazy natural gas wells, some oil wells, but that's what fuels our economy. Most people work in or around the natural, the oil and gas industry around here. But uh, yeah, that's what I do in the day job. Love my job. Work with some super cool people. Um, pretty much love everybody I work with and just super blessed, you know, to have such a good job to support my family, to support my racing and uh, just, yeah, um, just look forward to doing that every day. It's pretty cool and obviously you get vacation health insurance. So if it wasn't for my job, we probably wouldn't be doing this obviously in the first place. So in my afternoons, they mostly go to um, training, training for Enduro and then um, also work on our company in the afternoons. Um, what I do for Sandstone Cycles is mostly the PR marketing stuff. Um, I don't know what's wrong with my brain that I enjoy emailing people and talking with people, but I do most of like looking for sponsors and emailing our sponsors, keeping in touch with our current sponsors, and um, just keep this thing headed in the right direction. He does good at it too, man. I try. He keeps us on track for sure. <laughs> You've been the horse, the lead steed, man. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, for guys. For a long time. Yeah, no doubt. Um, even this podcast... The, the, see, the thing is, is like we want to make this somewhat profitable to where Sandstone Cycles is kind of running itself. So I'm super new to this. I have no um, experience or college education around this. So we're really just kind of trying everything from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, podcasts, YouTube. It's all really – there's a whole marketing thing around it and working with the companies you're working with. And we just want to kind of make this profitable for our race team because – at the end of the day, none of us want to be taken out of our children's college funds to be funding our racing habits. You have a children's college fund? Oh, <laughs> crap. What is that? What is? <laughs> Should I be getting that going? Are doing that wrong? <laughs> so that's the basic of it, man. We want to just do this without hurting our families. and um, uh, So that's what I do for Sandstone Cycles. Uh, as far as my future, I definitely want to keep racing. I want to uh, keep racing mountain bikes for the next five years. I guess I should also mention that I, I raced uh, motocross for a lot of years, mainly ATVs. So I do got a little uh, little bit of background in racing. Um, but mountain biking, it's more affordable, um, easier to work on. You're not taking apart top ends, bottom ends, adjusting valves, doing all that stuff. And plus traveling farther. We live in a better place for mountain biking. And so I'm in love with it right now. And I plan to do it for the next three to five years competitively. And after that, man, we'll just see where I'm at. But right now I'm loving it. My wife supports me at it. And that's where we're at. That's what I'm doing. Um, obviously also involved with Atos and uh, try to do my best there um, with you guys cleaning up trails and promoting local trail advocacy. Um, so, yeah, those are the things I'm most passionate about. Those are the things that consume my life. And uh, that's what I got going on, man. That's Townsend McKill. The raspy voice behind the mic. <laughs> the young buck. The young buck. Young buck. I'm 21 years old. Fork I'm, in the horn. <laughs> fork in. <laughs> I'm also from Aztec, New Mexico. Born and raised. This is uh my home. I don't I don't plan on. I plan on coming back. That's for sure. I uh, I also work in the oil and gas industry. I am a fabricator slash welder slash push brooms here and there, everything. I uh, I just got into mountain biking, actually. This is my second year on the the big bike. I've always rode the, the smaller 20-inchers on the skate parks and all that good stuff. But I, uh, I can say that I definitely will be riding mountain bikes for a while. This is my uh, passion. I want to take it to the next level. I... Um, 
I don't have any kids. I'm single. What I do for Sandstone, I am the race coordinator. I get the race, the races set up for the year, the race weekends, what we're gonna, where we're gonna camp, um, all that good stuff, and what's. It's gonna be kind of. Uh, I think you do pretty much all the heavy lifting, honestly, because it's a lot of work. What you do, man, as far because. You're trying to get scheduled because we got to take vacation with our jobs, you know. So we're trying to get these schedules. So you're obviously contacting these uh, race uh, directors. As soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, way ahead of time, figuring out where they're racing roughly. Not really where, but roughly the dates. But, man, you're even mapping out our pre-riding, how we're going to pre-ride, what days we're going to pre-ride. Yeah, and then it, it, everything that I get is going to have – it runs – I run it by these two because it's – some of it won't work out for one of us and – Maybe we'll skip a race here because we can't make it because of the work schedule or family. Something's in town or something crazy. But I really enjoy doing this. Um, I'm still learning a lot from my fellow teammates, Christopher and Tyler. I'm still, like I said, I'm only 21 years old, so I I have a lot in the tank to learn still. Exactly, man. And, And here's the thing is like we all agree that Townsend has like such a great future in it. And like me and Tyler are here to support you as much as we can. We want to see you go. We want to see you be world champion, man. I know like yeah, I, I, my goals two to three years from now, I want to see you racing EWSs. Not even joking. This is like the step in the right direction, giving you these kind of things to do. Marketing, really, I got to learn it still. Yeah, yeah dude. You're, being involved, the more you can do for the team and stuff, it's just going to get you ready for when you're on your own, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing is I, I'm in this team – I want to be a part of this team for however long it goes on, but I do want to take the step to the next level and be on hopefully an official race team, like as far as like Yeti and Specialized or something. Or maybe crazy. by that time we'll be an official race. That could be. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> you know, they have an enduro team. We're yeah. only starting. Cycles. You never know, man. Never know. Yep. But anyways, yeah, I know it is. So really cool. is. Anyways, I really enjoy being part of this team, and I want to progress. I think that Way cool, yeah. pretty much covers everything, right? Yeah. Hey, guys, this voice you're hearing, it's Tyler Anderson. That's the smooth. Tyler the Time Bomb Anderson. Tyler the Time Bomb, as my old BMX name was. Yeah, I'm, I'm 27 years old. I was born and raised in Aztec, New Mexico as well. Um... Uh, I mean, the home life, I got a wife and three kids, and uh, just that's what I've loved about this, is it's shown that you can do this with a family, and that's what Chris and I are finding out. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's it's sick, um, with the balance. Um, Gotta find the balance, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of aspects that I got going on. Um, you know, I got family, work a full-time job in the natural gas industry, uh, real simple, I... I uh, mechanic um maintain equipment um a little bit about before i i you know raced bmx 20 inch bikes back in the day and that eventually evolved into motocross and then motocross got expensive and then it evolved into mountain biking and uh what's been cool with bikes is uh just seeing my kids grow a liking to it my oldest son is five years old um, and he's starting to get into racing BMX, and so it's cool to go ride with him and see him kind of get that that fire lit and that what do we say keep the stoke? I think yeah, that's, keep that's gonna be a stoke. Keep the stoke. I think that's gonna be a little saying for us. Yeah, just be grateful, man. Yeah, just ride your bicycle. 
Yeah, and that's that's what we love about it, and that's why why we're all invested into this, and uh, is we all see the benefit of sandstone cycles and and cycling in general. I mean, aside from work and family, I spend and also playing with the kids and all those things. I spend my time riding with my bros, Chris and Towns, and any saddle time I can get on the bike. So, like that's that's like yeah the you got to squeeze it in. Yeah, you have to. You got to make it. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, now we're coming to realizing, like, things of what we need to do to give back and, and where we want to see Sandstone go because it can't, Chris has told me from the start, and it can't stop with yourself because then it's just a dead end room. And Absolutely. That's kind of what we're hoping with to bring some entertainment with Sandstone and also development, you know, like we're saying with public relations and the trails, ATOS. Um but right now, kind of, we're just figuring this all out. My role of sandstone cycles um, is to keep the stoke. I keep the stoke, and also I keep I keep us in check too with like ideas and like we don't have like an official name yet. But I mean, we're kind of like finances really interest me, and to to capture that in something that we can build and, and uh, just make good decisions for this business over time. Exactly. The company. Yeah. So I think earlier how we were, me and towns were kind of saying what we do for sandstone cycles. Tyler is kind of like the, he's like assistant manager, I guess from me, but he really sits back and analyzes all the decisions that are being made. I'm just a big chalkboard. Yeah, man. (laughs) He's like the dialing in, like making sure that sandstone cycles is headed in the right direction. Which is super important because it's good to have like that second set of eyes, you know. Yeah, on yeah let me say on. this too. I mean, and Tyler also, well, sorry, no, let me interrupt you, but Tyler also is like really into you, really see what's going on in the public with Sandstone Cycles. You're good at like getting opinions from other people, yeah, you're good at bringing back data from what is like the general public is uh, getting, yeah. so. That I'm super because I don't do that. I just seriously I'm just on the computer all the time or doing something. Um, Townsend's trying to figure out race schedule, so that's like the. It's really important that this team keeps this thing st- keeps headed in the right direction, you know. And I yeah, I'm grateful to have you on the team doing that and just keeping us in check. Really, that's what you're doing, keeping us in check. Dude. Yeah, and the finances, you know, and the Tyler, finances. You're yeah. really good at exactly. your personal life. I I can tell that you. Got you got your finances under control. I, I think all of us are doing good, man. To be able to race, and yeah. do these things and not be like, oh, I I got to make a car payment this month. Or, it's yeah. tough for maxing out credit cards and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so we're not we're not doing those things like we've got. We're keeping our ducks in a row, so I Absolutely. think we're all doing good. But yeah, so that's pretty much about it. Real brief, and you'll get to know all of us more over over these podcasts. And just I mean, keep listening, man. You're gonna feel like. You're right here with us, just some exactly. talking around the table. Yeah, so some, oh, know, go ahead. good content. I think we do. We got good content. We, we'll try. I mean, 2018 should be pretty exciting. Um, but before you guys get too bored and start tuning out of this, uh, <laughs> you guys are probably tired of hearing about this. Like Tyler said, you're going to learn a lot about us in the future. Keep listening to these podcasts. You're going to learn all about the ins and outs of us. Sure, we'll tell some funny stories of our past. But with that being said, we really want to jump into the Moab hoedown. That was a two-stage enduro that we did in Moab, Utah about a week ago. And um, shoot, uh, it's uh, part of the Moab Hoedown Bike Festival. If you guys haven't checked this out, go look at it. It's 100% nonprofit. It, all the proceeds go to building their uh, bike local park. bike park and yeah. trails, I think. But 
like I said, that's something we are super involved in here and we want to see grow in our own hometown. So hands down, Moab Hoedown is probably a race that we'll never miss. I would love to support things like that before I support anything else, man. That's really close to my heart. It's close to what we do. If you haven't checked out Moab Hoedown, man, go check it out. I think this year was the 12th annual. Uh, they've had it, which is crazy. Amazing talent shows up. You get to meet cool people and they tell cool stories and they give you cool tips. But it's a two-stage enduro on the Amasa back trail system. And uh, let's see, what are the trails? What do, you, what do we come down on stage one? It was Haimasa. Haimasa, it's a Jeep Haimasa trail. Haimasa Jeep trail. And then stage two I know is Lower Ahab. It was yeah. It's really so, kind of peddly, but it's yeah. awesome stuff. Still. So we'll talk about, about uh, do you guys want to go ahead and just talk about how you guys got up there? Um, how you guys kind of went pre-riding and stuff? Then I'll go ahead and, because we, we went separately. So we'll tell you guys kind of how we made the made the drive real quick and how we pre-rode. Yeah, me and Tyler actually left. Um, it was, it was it Friday morning or yeah. it was about midday probably. Yeah, Friday. We left Friday, got up there, kind of set up camp. And, um, we hit the trails probably about two or three o'clock pre-road stage one and two. And, um, for one, it's really important to pre-ride. So we always try to get that in Chris and sometimes <laughs> Chris has got a funny story on how he pre-rode this one actually. <laughs> and the, you have to, like town said, it's so important to pre-ride because the trails did change from last year. They mm-hmm. always do. And especially in Moab on a Jeep trail. They're yeah. always moving rocks for leverage yeah. or whatnot. Anyways, it was... Any funny stories during pre-riding? How, 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 how'd you uh, pre-ride in stage one? Got anybody crash, blow tires, nothing? No, no, stage one was pretty straightforward. Um, actually, on stage two, I was just telling these guys, actually, that um, I got some shoulder problems along with my, <laughs> my bro- bros right here. Yeah. We all got problems, yeah. Yeah. But currently right now, my shoulder seems to keep popping out, and I uh, I was actually riding down, I took a corner a little too fast, tires slid out, and I actually seen my shoulder roll up, and in the corner of my eyes, just rolling out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Tyler's ahead of me, I'm screaming, Tyler, <laughs> I'm done, dude. And then about, you know, five minutes later, I'm ready to ride again, but it's pretty uh, pretty bad, I gotta get that stuff fixed. Yeah, I mean, so, heck, I mean, we wanted to bring the whole family up because the hoedown is just, the weather's, like, perfect. It's real mild temperatures. I mean, like, highs are, like, in 70s, and, like, the fall is the best time to go visit Moab, I think. The colors are just right. So, like Town said, we left Friday. We have a little pop-up that we kind of can tow around. It does all right. Um and uh, we got there, we rode, or I, I decided not to race this year, um, just for, I guess, personal reasons, I don't know, you could edit that out. No, that's fine, man, we'll just um, that's cool. But I just decided not to race this year, um, more it's a, it's a smart. De- it's a smart decision, because, man, if you're not feeling it, you're not yeah, feeling it. That's, yeah. People need to know that, dude, no reason to go out and hurt yourself. Like, yeah, exactly, and I just you know. didn't... I just wanted to wind this season down, like, good and, like, non... Go into off-season. Go into off-season, off like, ready to start preparing for next yeah. year. And, and we'll tackle we'll talk about that more in another podcast. Uh, what, I think what Tyler's hinting at is that uh, we have acquired a few injuries over the year. So, 
We'll talk about that a little bit more, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it was important for us to go into this offseason healthy and start a, a, the process of rebuilding and getting strong for 2018. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I say I still pre-rode with Towns. I still rode my bike a lot because it's almost sacrilegious to not ride your bike if you go to Moab. Like that's <laughs> that's almost stupid. I'd say I'd say yeah. <laughs> yeah you, it's you like go, an unwritten rule. Yeah, if you drive through, if you go to Moab and you're just gonna like have coffee that's not smart you need to ride ride your bike in moab but anyways it's still real fun man i mean townsend's uh family my mother-in-law oh yeah and towns is my brother-in-law yeah (laughs) but yeah my mother-in-law and all my sister-in-law and everyone came up to watch so um i mean and, yeah, and Towns and Tyler are my are my son's uncles. Yeah, my son's uncles. <laughs> Not really, but I try to teach Athen <laughs> to call you guys. Uncle. Oh yeah, uncle, uncle. <laughs> Anytime Townsend comes into the house, I'm uncle. like, hey, Uncle Towns is here. Yeah, that's <laughs> so awesome. He's man. gonna grow up. We did that with another friend. I have another friend named Kevin, and he's been like a brother to me my whole life. And so, um, my kid and all my kids and all my nieces and nephews, I'll call him Uncle Kevin. That's cool. Because. Uh, it's good, man. We just love each other and keep each other close. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's family more than it. I mean, it's friends just as much as family. Yep. Exactly. So. Cool. So how I got up there, me and my wife, actually, at the beginning of this year, we purchased a 1976 Ford Establishment. That is a RV. It's probably about 20 feet long. It's old. We got a good price on it, but it's in really good shape. And we've taken that all over the country this year. And once again, we took it up to Moab, Utah, and it's been running great. It's been treating us great, and it's really handy to have. Um, but uh, I, I had to work on Friday, uh, the Moab, so I didn't get to go up with you guys and pre-ride. I did leave Friday after work about 4.30, I think, in the afternoon. We were able to take off. Got up there. It was already dark, and uh, so I got as much sleep as possible. I woke up when it was still dark. Uh, we drove up to the trailhead. And probably about 6.30 in the morning, uh, I believe the race started at 8. So by miracle, I, okay, here's about one thing about Moab Hoedown is they really got it together. Because I was not expecting to have my race number and everything at the trailhead. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to go pre-ride and then figure something out to get my race number or have one of you guys run it up to me on the trail or whatever. Or come back to the parking lot. Super awesome. 6.30 in the morning, man. These guys were there. Tailgate down, handing out race reg, signing up, numbers. I'm like, holy cow, it's dark. They're running on headlights. People got their headlights pointed out there. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Went, signed my waiver, 6.30 in the morning. Got my number plate on my bike. Made sure I had all my stuff to race that day, and I was up. And uh, I climbed up stage one, kind of got a good look at everything. Uh, by the time I got up to the top of stage one, it was uh, just getting light. The sun was kind of – sun wasn't up, but it was enough light where I could see finally. And um, – I just came down stage two, rode down um, Captain Ahab, Lower Ahab, and was able to get a good pre-riding in. And by the time I got to the bottom of Ahab, I met all the guys transferring up to stage one. So, man, right on schedule, was able to get a fresh look at the trail, and went up to stage one and hung out with Townsend. I know. It was a good time. Stage one was... I actually ended up heading up there... I think you were up there real early too, weren't you? Are you? You were up there before me, but I don't know. I sat up there for about an hour and a half. It's kind of a bummer deal. Yeah, it's that's one thing in enduro that I'm still learning is you got to time your 
transfers with your races because you got to want to get cold. If you sit there for an hour or two hours and you go ahead and drop, really, you'll blow a lung out or cramp out really easy. Exactly. Yep. But uh, that was pretty cool, man. You want to tell how your stage one went? Stage one was awful. Just like I was just saying, how you got to watch on how you how long you're sitting to when you drop on your first or second, third, whatever stage you're going in on. And enduro racing, it's kind of tough because sometimes there's 30, 40 people ahead of you and you're not tra- you're not timed on the ups, you're timed on the downs. So some people end up sitting there for two, three hours until they actually can go down. Anyways, I um, ended up sitting for like two or three hours, or two hours I think at the top, waiting for me to, waiting to go ahead and get on the first stage, and um, I basically just blew a lung out, that <laughs> got done on the first stage, and I, I kicked myself into a small cold, ended up coughing, couldn't stop coughing for about two or three days after that. Let's rewind just a little bit and talk about your epic line. Oh, yeah, my epic line. There's a line on Hamasabak. A lot of people that have rode that trail system on the Jeep Trail, they would know this. But there's this little chute that goes down on some slick rock and then like some little whoops at the bottom of it. It's like whoops made out of rock. Yeah, and it's easy to flat there, bash your rim, bash your rim, or go OTB. Like just terrible. Because it's high, you're going fast down that. Because it's like a big rolling. You're probably you know, like twenty miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. And I, um, I actually seen like a little sneak around line to the right hand side that actually takes out one of the whoops, and it makes that whole section just super nice and smooth. And it's kind of like a little shoot gap that you might clip your pedal and have some serious consequences. Yeah. But I, I decided to yeah. risk it for the biscuit. and <laughs> I just love it, man, because we have a really good friend. Uh, his name is Andy. He lives up in Moab, but he was one of the uh, volunteers up there kind of um, flagging the race or just kind of volunteering and he seen Townsend take that line, and he came down after the race and just was so stoked on it. He's just like, oh, my God, Townsend, <laughs> you don't even know what you did. Dude. Apparently, he was he's so happy. One. Yeah, I guess I was line. the only one that took the line, and it was definitely the A line, I think. I think if anyone that knew about that line would have taken it. So. Yeah. I think that's what's cool about Enduro is, like, you don't always have to do good to, like, get a little bit of stoke out of it. I know how <laughs> yeah. some people get stoked off small stuff. Yeah. It's the little things, man. Taking the line nobody took. That's like James Stewart stuff right there. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. The only one quadding rhythm sections. <laughs> Anyways, stage one was pretty fun. I really, uh, other than blowing my lung out, after stage one, I kind of realized that I don't really think I'm going to do anything to try winning this or getting even a good time because some of those guys, they really got together, and I don't right now. Exactly, yeah. So my stage one was pretty cool. Um, I was actually super grateful up at the top. Uh, like I said, we do all of our own bike maintenance, and uh, we have our own little bike sh- bike shops to, to work on our own bikes. Um, but at the top, there was a gentleman that was having a really lot, a hard time with his drivetrain, and it was cool because um, he had just had it lined up like the day before or something, and for some whatever reason on the climb, it was really giving him a lot of problems. So 
it was super cool to be able to just, I straight up just took all of his cable off everything, redid his high-low, and got his bike shifting good for him, and he was super grateful, and that, I think that's cool, man. Those little, like you said, the little things like that, man, just what make, make me pump for the weekend. Yeah, and I remember being that guy, too, where you don't know what you're doing, and you're freaking out, because... Yeah, your bike's not shifting. Your bike's not shifting, and you're really wanting to actually yeah. race this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's a good uh, a good good lesson for people out there listening, man. Don't be afraid to ask people. That's one thing I learned about racing these bike races, man. Is everybody's cool. You don't you really rarely run across someone with a super bad attitude. Most people are out there just enjoying the weekend, like you. If you guys are racing with us, yeah, we, we are open to any bike maintenance on the trail. Just, Come hang out. Just, yeah. just, just Not while just, we're racing, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just don't flag us down when we're racing. In the middle of a race stage, huh? Flag I probably won't even know you're flagging us down. Think you're cheering? Yeah. yeah. So, so going in the Moab hoedown, I'm actually um, training now. I just started like one little session of my training block. I do. I train from now to the like mid uh, December, and uh, and then I. I just kind of take December, January off, and then I'll do another little like strength training block in February to the mid March. But um, before this, I super went into off season mode, just eating like everything from burgers and spaghetti, everything that people enjoy, you know, fast food and all that stuff. So yeah. I went into Moab Hotel with very, very little expectation. Not that I'm fast anyway, but I knew that I wasn't going to be fast. I knew that I just wanted to, uh, kind of like Tyler was saying, man, I just didn't want to crash. I just wanted to go have a good time on my bike. And uh, I still wanted to go fast. You know, I still I still pedaled down and, and went as fast as I could. But knowing I didn't have the strength and cardio, I definitely dialed it back and just went out and had a good week on my bike. Like I said, we went out there to support the local trail advocacy, build their bike park, do our thing. On top of that, we met a lot of good friends, a lot of people that we follow and talk to on social media all year. And it's really cool to finally see them because we're kind of in the same region, but it's rare that we get to meet up and talk. So it was cool to meet a lot of like our genuine encouragers out there that really um, uh, support us on social media and stuff that they're at that race, they're taking photos or doing their whole uh, social media thing. So it's cool. I had a lot of fun getting up there, talking to them. So yeah, my stage one, everything went good. Just made it down the trail and um, it's fast, man. It's fun. It's got that little cliff that little drop in it um it's got a little bit of loose dirt in some spots but for the most part man it's just fast fun and i just beelined it straight down tried to go as fast as i could and uh, got down safe and had a blast on stage one dude i loved it too <sighs> stage two was even pedal pedal ear yeah i i spectated both stages in stage two no, no one looked fast in stage two where I was walking, watching. Like everyone just was blown up. I yeah, if you're listening out there and you've never rode in Moab or you've never rode Captain Ahab, and you say Ahab is the sickest, and it, 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 I'm not gonna sit here and say it's not sick. It's super fun trail. But if you're thinking you're gonna go hit some downhill trail that's downhill for miles, think again, man. That is a super pedally really punchy climbs and it's not all like super gravity like you may be thinking or maybe people may be talking about it yeah. is but it's still that being said super sick trail and really fun to race man straight up if your strengths are endurance lactate threshold all that good stuff yeah. you probably do pretty good at the mud up down exactly yeah you'll do super good especially if you get at techie stuff yeah like you said yeah. and it's it it's still a really fun race if you're not good at that stuff. It's I, I'm not good at it, and I enjoy going there. Exactly, so. yeah. So um, your stage one went pretty good? Stage one Or, I mean, good. stage two? Stage two. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah. I, oh, you had a little raspberry on your knee. 
Tell yeah, us about that. I actually ended up hitting a rock, a little rock, and uh, getting a little squirrely, and I ran into a rock, a bigger rock. Just kind of went with it, couldn't hold it together. But um, overall, I made it down without getting seriously hurt and enjoyed the whole day. And stage one and two was both both really good. How was your stage two, Chris? It was pretty good, man. Uh, like I said, I knew I was uh, super out of shape. No excuses, though. Do you? I mean, whatever. You can either ride a bike or you can't. But uh, definitely my um, cardio wasn't where it should have been. And like you said, stage two was super pedally. And um, I actually ended up getting caught by uh, one of the gentlemen there. I believe his name is Tracy. Super cool dude. And um, he ended up catching me on stage two. I just didn't have the strength and the, the endurance built up. But... Uh, no, just it went pretty good, man. I just pedaled down the trail, and uh, it went pretty pretty awesome. I liked it. No crashes. Honestly, the coolest thing about the weekend is no crashes, no mechanicals. That's the best weekend right and, there. Uh, I just tried to get creative with the lines. I think I believe you told me that I was one of the only ones that took a couple of lines that nobody's taking. And yeah, you and Mike West actually. Mike West, yeah. So that, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, to give a shout-out to some of the winners, I do believe, um, let's see, Mike West took first overall. He's a um, super cool dude. Me and Townsend got a chance to talk to him up at the top of stage one. This guy's just, he's a super wise. Legend. But, I mean, man, if we can get him on this podcast, then that'd be cool. But yeah. anyway, he gave us a lot of good advice. And when you talk to him, he's just really calculated on the things he says. And you could tell he's just been doing it for a long time. And he's so just a uh, really good, really polite dude. Um, same with Nate Hills. Nate Hills took second. And uh, another good dude, we were talking to him up uh, about his uh, follow cam series, and just, uh, he's just a funny dude, easy going, and that's the cool thing about these guys, man, is they're just easy going, they just are out there riding their bikes, nothing like super crazy, and uh, they give good advice, and they're just really polite dudes, and it's fun going out there racing with these guys and learning, you know, yeah. you learn a lot from these guys. And um, and then third place is our friend David Glover, he's uh, a Moab native, I believe, is he from Moab? I think he moved there. He moved from uh, to Moab. I think he's he's been there for a while though. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and then props to all three of those guys. Uh, good job, David. And uh, that's cool, man. Uh, we like to see those guys do good. Yeah. We like to ride with those guys and uh, super cool. So yeah, that's it for Moab Hoedown. Uh, we had a good time. Um, after that, I think we came home that day. You guys stayed another night. Went for a few trail rides. Yeah. Up yeah. on, did you say Jackson? You guys rode. Yeah, Town, Towns and I, we got out after after the hoedown race that afternoon with my wife and his sister, um, Sophia, and we went and did Jackson's that night, and then uh, Sunday morning, Towns and I woke up early, and we went and did Jackson's again, and just super fun, man. It's flowy, and uh, just uh, exhilarating. You got some great views over the Colorado River, so it was nice. fun, man. It was way fun. Then we just headed home. Uh Got home at a decent hour and then caught a quick ride in Durango that afternoon to oh, wrap sweet. up the weekend. So Cherry on the top, man. Yeah, it actually it was the cherry on the top. And uh, it's just sick because they wrapped up a perfect weekend, man. That's, so that's cool. what we live for. So it's fun. Right on. Well, thanks again to everybody for listening. Thank you guys. Thank all the guys who put on the Moab Hoedown Enduro. We'll definitely see you next year. It was a fun race. Um, Towns, you got anything else, man? I just want to throw in, if you guys are uh, interested in our social media pages, we got Sandstone Cycles on Instagram and Sandstone Cycles on Facebook. We also have a YouTube page. Also got Twitter. We got Twitter. Um, it's everything's at Sandstone Cycles. Our, yeah, everything's Sandstone Cycles. It's 
all of it's pretty cool. We do some follow cams on YouTube, throw it on Instagram, all that good stuff. That's a good way to uh, check out our weekends, and we'll also throw in podcasts. Perfect, man. Awesome. Yeah. And um, let's see, anybody out there, if you guys want to write in and, and just write us some questions, and we'll try to answer them about racing. I mean, like I said, we're new to this. We're not super knowledgeable, but we'll try to answer your questions. If you have questions for us, just generally you want to know more about us, write us in. You can uh, write us at sandstonecycles at gmail.com. We'll be happy to answer your questions. And uh, things to look forward to in future podcasts, we'll probably be talking about a little bit about our bike setups, uh, we'll talk about our previous races how in 2017, like the Enduro Cup, Towns did a few small ones, Blue Mountain Enduro, so we'll talk about some of them races, some things we learned, everything from injuries to diet, training, and we also want to cover some local mountain bike events, whether it's just getting it out there to the public um, in, in, in um, what do you call it? in advance that way more people can sign up we'd love to be that platform for our local bike uh local bike races yeah. let you guys know what to sign up what's coming up or in the area and then uh i know one thing we want to do is we want to kind of break down local trails because we yeah. ride so many local trails whether we're gonna dibble into everything yeah durango so yeah man stay tuned we hope that we can give you guys some good exciting uh, entertainment and uh, hopefully we'll get better at this and uh, yeah we're just starting and clicking along and uh thank you guys so much for joining us and uh, we'll catch you guys next time thanks thanks guys.